1961, a clarinet instrumental composed by the West Country trad jazz musician Aka Bilk as a lullaby for his young daughter Jenny was used as the theme tune for the British TV series Stranger on the Shore. Released as a single the same year, this gentle, mellifluous, string-laden melody became a massive transatlantic hit, reaching number two in the UK and went on to be the biggest-selling single of 1962, staying on the charts for an astonishing 55 weeks and, amazingly, topping the charts in the USA. The tune was everywhere. The unassuming Akka was suddenly a celebrity. The obvious thing to do, then, was make a film and cash in quick. And so it was that Mr Ackerbilk and his Paramount Jazz Band appeared in the highly enjoyable B-picture Band of Thieves. The plot involves a recently released prison jazz band attempting to go straight, but swiftly encouraged back into a life of crime by the disreputable new manager, setting about burgling country seats near each stop on their tour. The success of a pop film often hinges on the enthusiasm that the band or artist has for the project. Anyone who's witnessed the teenage Steve Winwood sulking his way through the Spencer Davis Group's misbegotten 1966 effort The Ghost Goes Gear will know what we mean. But fortunately here... Acker and his band enter into proceedings with great verve and enthusiasm, with every member getting a chance to shine, notably bass player Ernie Price, a.k.a. The Mole, constantly trying to find ways to tunnel in and out of places, double bass in tow, and particularly suede-headed trombonist Johnny Fingers Mortimer, who delivers such an assured performance, not to mention getting the lion's share of the lines, that we had to check he wasn't a professional actor, drafted in. Through it all, of course, strolled Mr. Ackerbilk, twinkling of eye, goatee of beard, and resplendent in a variety of top titfers. And always ready with a wry aside, delivered in his distinctive Somerset burr. The film benefits from a top draw supporting cast, including the prolific character actor Geoffrey Sumner as the prison's trad mad governor, the lugubrious Arthur Mullard as fellow con and getaway driver, named, uh, Getaway. Yes. And the imposing Michael Peake as the ferocious chief warder. The gorgeous Jennifer Jane gives an excellent turn as the phlegmatic nightclub hostess Anne. Who may not be all she appears. Mm. And best of all, the hugely underrated Jimmy Thompson as posh but dodgy manager Dandy Derrick, delivering endlessly witty bon mots with knife-edge timing, essaying a performance both charming and untrustworthy in equal measure. Jane and Thompson, incidentally, had both recently appeared together in 1961's almost carry-on movie Raising the Wind, and other films shown regularly on Talking Pictures TV. Also present is real-life Columbia Records head honcho Nobby Paramore, showing his bespectacled face, as he so often did in movies of this era, as Victor Henry of Jazz Records. Oh, and watch out for a brief appearance by the omnipresent Marianne Stone as the nightclub's cleaner, tickling Acker's instrument with a feather duster. Woohoo! The film was helmed, in one of his few directorial efforts, by unpronounceable film editor Peter Benen... Peter Bezen... Uh... Peter Bezen-Senet. You said it. Well, that's easy for you to say. <clears throat> Pete the director does a solid job here, 
but the most notable contributor behind the scenes is with the cinematography being handled by none other than the legendary Nick Roeg. Then, well on his way to becoming one of our pre-eminent cinematographers, before becoming one of our most innovative, if not controversial, film directors, with a run of notable movies such as Performance, Walkabout, Don't Look Now, The Man Who Fell to Earth, and Bad Timing all following each other over the next decade. And often casting stars from the world of music in leading roles. Roeg does a fine job on this... Much more modest... ...movie, notably with his camera getting in amongst the frenetic revellers in the nightclub scenes. And especially the recording studio sequence, where multiple behatted actors interact with each other on the number All I Wanna Do Is Sing. The sparkling script was penned by critic and broadcaster Lynn Fairhurst, And while the daft plot may strain plausibility to the point of causing a hernia, almost every line contains a droll comment, witty aside or double entendre, and it's a cut above the standard usually employed for films of this stripe. Indeed, everything about this film is better than it ought to be. No-one is saying this little flick is Citizen Kane or The Godfather, but within its own modest parameters, it succeeds admirably. Everybody rises to the occasion, and overall, this is a highly enjoyable effort that easily exceeds its brief and is well worth an hour of your time. You can find it only on Talking Pictures TV at 6am on Sunday the 22nd of November, where it will certainly start your day with a smile. A full discussion of this film is available on episode 3 of our podcast, Britpop Movies of a Certain Age. Hmm. And so, until next time, I've been Matt Bragg. And I'm still Gavin Lazarus.